Alright, good morning everyone. <clears throat> I wanted to jump on here. Started out the day with a good night's rest and already got a little fired up this morning so I thought I'd uh, drop you a line. Started out this morning about 3.30 getting ready, getting dressed, getting all gussied up for work and went ahead and drove up here to Northampton, Pennsylvania to make a delivery this morning going to be delivering a load of recycled plastic material here to the waste management facility and on my way in even though I had two GPS's set um, I had my cell phone and my truck GPS neither one brought me to the right place Uh, you know it's funny you'd think a large a multi-billion dollar corporation would have some signs up somewhere telling people where they are but uh, I digress it's my fault for not looking I should have uh I should have got on there and actually looked up exactly where it was and how to get in and out. I just made that mistake of assuming that it would be easy to get to and uh, it took about a half an hour detour, but I got it. I made it here after a quick pit stop. So anyway, what I wanted to do was come on here real quick and talk to you about this news article I found. Now, I apologize for talking about this. I know everybody's getting sick of it. I know I'm getting sick of talking about it and hearing about it. Uh, my Sirius XM here in the truck finally expired. I had a subscription on it whenever the truck was new and it, uh, I guess that three months is up, but I was listening to a lot of talk radio and, and they kept bringing up this virus and I just get so tired of hearing about it. I really do. I don't, care about it in the least it doesn't you know it doesn't mean anything to me and that's not to say I'm you know uncaring or anything of that sort it's just in the grand scheme of things I think there are much larger things to worry about in regards to our country than than a disease that you know uh, only one hundredth of a percent of people will ever die from But anyway, um, I wanted to come to you with this. Now, this is from The Hill, the website thehill.com. This was from April 23rd. And it says, um, so this was yesterday at about about 12.43 in the afternoon. It says, New York releases figures estimating that 14% in the state, 20% in New York City have had the virus. It says, preliminary data shows about 13.9% of the population of New York state, about 2.7 million people have at some point been infected with the virus. About 3,000 people were randomly tested at grocery stores and other public locations to allow officials to get a broader sense of how widely the virus has spread in New York and how many people uh, might now have immunity. Now, what they're talking about when they say immunity, the theory that I've heard from a lot of people, a lot of people I think are actually much brighter than this Fauci and Bricks or whatever. I, I'm not sure what the uh, the lady's name is there, but they're both touting these horrible figures that uh, they're estimating. Now, we have people who are looking at these computer models and trying to tell us how things are going to be based on computer models. Well, the computer models are only as accurate as the information that's put into them. This is the thing that kind of gets me is... <clears throat> People talk about, um, they talk about us having AI or artificial intelligence. Well, it's not really artificial intelligence. It's a set of 
Um, it's a set of information that's inputted into a computer. And sooner or later, the computer can follow those data points and that information to, as they believe, start thinking on its own. But it's not, it doesn't have the capacity like we do to think through things logically um, as far as making our own decisions up and things of that sort. It's still just a computer. It's still following a set of protocols, a set of outlines. And as we get better at you know, coding and things of that sort, then AI will get better at what it does. But what they're talking about with immunity here is the idea that when you get infected with this virus, our bodies, who hilariously, some people believe we just evolved from birds, or I don't know where we, you know, we're apes. Uh, sadly, there are some people, I mean, I, I really kind of think maybe I'm wrong on the issue, but, <laughs> but uh, I won't go there. But I, we didn't we didn't evolve from a one-celled amoeba. I'm sorry, that's not what happened. Um, you can believe what you want to believe. I think it honestly takes a lot more faith to believe that all this happened by random chance than by in, instead of than you know having a creator that came up with all this. I believe that there is someone who is greater than I, someone who is greater than us all. But that being said, the idea of this herd immunity is that your body makes antibodies it makes its own form of uh, antibiotic if you will that will go ahead and kill these viruses it will create these that will fight on your behalf to you know to to take care of this virus to take care of the illness and not only that but whenever you have these antibodies when you have these in your body now this is Everybody knows I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. That's why I don't want to wear a mask. I have no desire to wear a mask. They're stupid. I don't understand why I need to wear it, but it is what it is. It's the state law in different places. Every state's different. We'll do what we have to do. We'll get by. But let's just say that I had the virus. I can almost guarantee I've had the virus. My goodness, I've been driving over the road now. Essentially, since I started, I did a little bit of sand hauling, but I've been out and about since September of last year. I've been all over this nation, all over, all the way over to Colorado. So everything essentially east of Colorado, I've, I've been there. And the thing that gets me is if, let's just say that I do have this or had this virus, if I did, then that means that my body has produced antibodies that will go and attack this virus. And not only does it mean that I shouldn't be able to get the virus again, that I won't be affected by it, but now I am immune to it, which means that not only will I not get it, I won't be spreading it to other people. Now, this is the farce that's being spread by everybody, uh, is this line that, well, you know, you're, you're going to go out there and you're going to get other people sick. Well, that's not exactly true. If I had just gotten the virus and I'm not showing symptoms, I could be asymptomatic then yes, I could pass it on. But if I've already had the virus, and if I've already built up an immunity to it, a reaction to it, then no, you can't spread it anymore. So this is where the whole thing lies, is they're talking about having immunity. Places like Sweden, who a lot of people love to talk about Sweden when they want to talk about how great socialism is. But I don't hear them talking about how great Sweden is right now, even though they're doing what we should have been doing all along. They're essentially living life as if nothing has happened. 
And in their estimation, they're going to reach, um, I believe it's herd immunity, they're going to reach that very soon, in the coming week or two, I believe. It's going to happen very quickly. So essentially, as more and more people become immune to the virus, this virus has more and more dead ends. So instead of it growing at a uh, exponential rate, it will actually start dying off slowly because there are less and less of these people to infect. There are less and less of these uh, parasites, essentially, that it has opportunity to infect. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, not a nurse. hate wearing my mask, uh, so don't take medical advice from me. I'm just speaking out of my own head here. Let's read forward. It says, in New York City, 21% of residents had antibodies for coronavirus compared with 3.6% in upstate New York and 16.7% in Long Island and 11.7% in the Westchester and Rockland area. Quote, they were infected three weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, six weeks ago. But they had the virus, they developed the antibodies, and they are now recovered. Unquote. And that's from Governor Andrew Cuomo. That's what he said on Thursday. The data indicates that COVID-19 death rate in New York is about 0.5%. Let me say that again. The data indicates the COVID-19 death rate in New York is about, this is New York, this doesn't say New York City, this says New York, is about 0.5%. The tests were conducted over a two-day period in 19 counties and 40 localities. Cuomo stressed the more data, that more data will need to be collected and the infection rate could be higher because it didn't include people who are leaving their homes. Antibody tests reveal whether a person's immune system has responded to the virus, differing from diagnostic tests that can only tell if a person is currently infected. Through diagnostic testing, New York has confirmed more than 269,000 cases. Okay, so let's take a break here. So what he said up there earlier is he said that more data would need to be collected and the infection rate could be higher. And that was because it didn't include those who aren't leaving their home. So if people were staying home, then of course they're not being tested for these antibodies. So essentially, 0.5% is the death rate that we know of now. But they're saying that there are also people staying home who most likely are not passing this disease on to other people. If they are, it's people in their household. But if people aren't dying from that, then the mortality rate is going to go down significantly. Not just... Uh, a tenth or, or so of a percent, we're talking about essentially the death rate on this thing could be 0.00 something percent. It could be in the hundredths, not in the tens. Um, so instead of it being a, a half of one percent, it might be much lower. It might be uh, one or two hundredths of a percent. So essentially, and this is not to downplay deaths at all, but essentially, it could be a death rate of that's almost uh, statistically 0%. Going back to it, it says officials have said widespread antibody testing is a key component of reopening the country safely, as experts believe that people who have had COVID-19 are now likely immune to it. But it's not yet known how long that immunity will last. Questions have also risen about the accuracy of some tests. COVID-19 deaths appear to be leveling off in the state, though they are still too high, Cuomo said on Thursday. 
He added that 438 more people have died, bringing the state's death toll to 15,740. And it says about 1,350 COVID-19 patients are entering New York hospitals every day, down from 2,000 last week. So, I say all that to say this. Here's, here's where we are. We are at a point where we have put almost 30 million people out of work. We have unemployment claims that are going through the roof. I have said this time and time and time again. You are doing much, much more harm to the economy, to people's livelihoods, to people's mental state. You are doing irreparable harm to these people, to our economy, to the stock market. I know everybody hates the stock market, but you know what? People very close to me, including myself, have money in the stock market. It's not just rich people. There are a lot of people who have tried to be responsible and realize that the government is not going to be there to save them. And all you people who think that the government does care about you, look at these small businesses that are going out of business. We've been giving money to people, companies rather, like Ruth's Chris. Now, don't get me wrong, I want to go to Ruth's Chris someday. I really do want to eat one of the best steaks in the world. I've had the opportunity to go with a hunter, friend of mine, and we ate some $70 steaks when we were in Louisville. Don't get jealous, I put it on the credit card, that steak probably cost me $110 by the time I paid for it. Uh, But it was an experience. Am I going to do that all the time? No. And do I want to try and have a meal at Reese Chris? Absolutely. I want to see if their steaks are any better. I don't think you could top the steak I had. It was pretty darn good. That being said, Ruth's Chris has a lot of branches. Ruth's Chris has access to cash. They have access to capital. These larger companies have access to capital. The smaller companies are the ones that need the help. And they're the ones that are having trouble getting these small business loans. So... You have a big issue here where you are hurting the small businesses once again. So all of the people who are Bernie supporters, all of the people who are on the left, who really care about the, the, you know, the little man, you guys need to be supporting opening this country back up. Because as, we've, as we have seen, the government is not helping the small business owners. They're not helping those unemployed. In fact, what they're doing is they're creating a class of people who are going to be subservient to government. Let me explain why I say this, and then I'll let you guys go. There's a acquaintance of mine. I wouldn't say we're friends, although I'd, I wouldn't you know, mind befriending them. It's just our paths never cross, and, and that's all there is to it. But I had a friend who told Facebook, essentially, that her company cannot start back to work because the workers will not come back. The workers are making more on unemployment than they did when they were working full-time. Now, here's the issue. I know a lot of people are saying, well, Kevin, why are you jealous people are making more money? I'm not jealous about people making more money. I want people to make a lot of money. I, I'm ready to work that white-collar job as, a, as an airline worker. Actually, I want to work charter jet, but that's beside the point. I am not jealous of people's wealth whatsoever. I want people to do very well. I want people to do extremely well. I think a rising tide rises all ships. I think that's a good thing when people make more money and they bring home more of their money and not give it to government. That being said, when the government pays out money that, for one, it does not have, the government doesn't produce anything. 
It doesn't produce anything. It does not create wealth. The only way the government has money, there's two ways that the government has money. One is it takes it from you. The second bit is it takes it from you by way of the Federal Reserve. So let me say this. So I've been listening this morning to G. Edward Griffin while I was driving the truck. G. Edward Griffin wrote a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. Now, if you would hear, as he said, it was kind of jokingly he said this. He said that if you heard the term the creature from Jekyll Island, if you heard that title, you would think, well, maybe this is a sequel to Jurassic Park. Give me one second to grab a uh, swig here of a Starbucks Frappuccino. All right. Now, if you heard that title, you'd think, well, this is a this is a thriller, something of that sort. And it's not. It's actually a true story. And it is based upon the idea of the Federal Reserve, essentially, is a, I guess you could call it a, um, couldn't even think of the word, I'm sorry, a front end loader went by and I couldn't think of it. Federal Reserve is essentially a cartel. Federal Reserve began down at Jekyll Island in Georgia. It was conceived in about 1910. People like uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, different different people in the banking industry. They said that at the time, a quarter of the world's wealth was in this room coming up with the idea for the Federal Reserve. So the Federal Reserve is not, even though it uses the word federal, it's not a federal entity. It is essentially a central bank that is headed up by these banks. These banks realized early on in the early 1900s, they realized that they were too big to fight each other. It was getting too costly and they weren't going to they weren't going to be able to beat each other. So now they're working together. So essentially, when the government needs money, the Federal Reserve will write them a check. Essentially, uh, the Federal Reserve prints money. It just prints it out of thin air. That money didn't exist before. That money is not backed by gold anymore. If you guys remember, uh, gold was taken away from us, given a certain amount for by the government. It was bought from you, and then the government went ahead and raised the price of gold so that You know, it's just, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. The fact of the matter is the Federal Reserve doesn't have any real money. It's numbers on a computer screen or in a, in a checkbook. They quote, loan money to the government, which of course we're never going to pay back. We're already $24 trillion in debt. We have unfunded liabilities of over $200 trillion. So when everybody says, well, why are you jealous that people are making more money? I'm not jealous at all that people are making more money. I want people to do well. I want people to go out there, learn some great skills, become very skilled at their job, become great craftsmen. I want them to go and to excel at whatever they put their mind to. What I don't want is the government taking my son, my grandsons, my grandchildren's, if I ever have kids, I don't want them taking the money from our future generations away just because people today were selfish and people today were thoughtless. And I'm sorry, but that's exactly what people have done. People have gotten whipped into a frenzy because of this virus. And I understand that some people are nervous. I do. If you saw how I reacted in mathematics whenever I was in physics, Um, I feel so badly for those people who helped me out in the library, the tutors, Caitlin Alt and Justin Welling, you know, different people that helped me out a lot. Mrs. King, 
They did a great job of helping me make it through, and without them, I would have never passed the math classes that I did. But if you saw how I acted in those classes, you would call me a baby, because I was a wuss. That's just what made me nervous. So I'm not trying to act all big and bad in this case. I'm just saying that I was acting very childish. And I think a lot of people are acting the same way regarding this. So here's my point. If I'm going to wrap this all up, as this truck goes by and my memory just is so fleeting, I have a hard time holding on to one topic anyway. But as I wrap all this up, here's what I want to say. There's a chance that the death rate is going to be statistically zero. It's going to be very, very low. Once again, that's not to discount the people who have died. Uh, I understand that there are a lot of sick people. I understand a lot of people are having trouble with this virus. But as we're starting to find out, this virus is not the only thing that killed people. A lot of these people were like myself, were overweight, severely overweight. They had health issues, other issues that would probably have killed them anyway. Um, And unfortunately, that's just the fact of life. People die every day. And, you know, if if the news were to start talking about how many people die from obesity every day, then we'd all get worried and we'd get on a health kick, I'm sure. But the fact of the matter is we're only worried about the things essentially that the news is telling us about as a society. And what I'm just wanting people to do is to look at this with an open mindset and to just look and say, okay, why are we being, why are we being played like this? Why are we being told to worry about things that really are not that big of a deal? Why is it that I have to wear a mask into a building when fogs up my glasses? It's not comfortable. Uh, I'm a handsome man. Now, you know, I'm lying. (laughs) Uh, I'm just not a fan of wearing the mask. If I wanted to wear the mask, I would get a profession where I wore a mask every day. The only mask I want to wear is one where I wear a fighter helmet and I have an oxygen mask. That'd be okay. But wearing a little cloth mask that does nothing to stop the spread of this virus? No. Give me the virus, let me get over it, and let me get back to life. That's what I say. Alright guys, well, I still have about another 45 minutes or so before they get here to start unloading me. So I think I'm going to get back into bed. It's not a good day to be out walking around. It's raining. So uh, I think we're going to go ahead and get some rest. So thank you guys for stopping by. If you have any thoughts or concerns, whatever, send me a text. Drop me a line. Listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Sure would appreciate it if you could leave a, uh, you know, leave me a rating on there. Whether it's good or bad, I don't mind. I'll take any of them. But, uh... If it's bad, I hope you let me know so I can uh, maybe improve things a little bit. All right, guys, you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next time.